FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Good morning and welcome everybody. It is so good to join you here on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are this morning. We've got a special shout out for those listening in, oh, for three Tasmanian uh, transmitters this morning. <laughs> Some bias in the Montemana, studio. Montemana, Mount Nelson and Shearwater in Tasmania. If you're listening to one of those transmitters then a very, very special welcome to you this morning. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd pick on Tasmania seeing as uh, it's the promised land. <laughs> pick on them. And, 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 and they have been having nicer weather down there than what we've been having. They haven't been having floods like we've been having here wow. on the East Coast. There you go. Anyway, joining me in the studio this morning, of course, is... Me. <laughs> it's me. Me. Yes. me is here. Me is here, spending time with us. Nah, Ethan, how are you going, bro? I'm, I'm going amazing right now. Yeah, well, we're so stoked to have you in the studio. For those yeah, who absolutely. don't know, Ethan's a listener. Ethan, Ethan is a super fan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ethan is a super fan of Faith FM, of The Breakfast Show. He listens to The Breakfast Show. Uh, he participates in the quiz. And so I saw Ethan up at Big Camp uh, some months ago, and I said, Ethan, if you come to the studio... You can do a breakfast show with us. So yeah. he's here. And he's here. And, and, and you're feeling good about it? You're stoked? Yeah. When I woke up, I'm like, I don't got much sleep. I'm like, what do I do? How can I do this? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, he's getting okay, what time did you wake up to do breakfast radio this morning? Uh, at like four o'clock. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Dedicated. That's, I, that's I, earlier than me. So, so where have you traveled? We're here in Newcastle doing the breakfast show. Where have you traveled from? Uh, from Warunga in... Around Sydney. In Sydney. Sydney. Okay. okay. There you go. Fantastic well, stuff. Thanks for coming and spending time with us. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Of course, we've got Ethan joining us this morning. Mm. Ethan is a super fan of the Breakfast Show and has uh, decided to come on and join us on the Breakfast Show this morning. So we're super, we're super excited about that. But we've also got out in the uh, production area, we've got his cousin Julia is here. Mm. And My moral support. Yes, yes. moral support. And of course, Uncle Josh is there. I think Uncle Josh provided the transport. Is that right? Ah. Uh-huh. Fantastic yeah, awesome. stuff. Okay, Lawson, uh, it must be time for quiz, is it? It is, but I'm not going to read the question. Ethan's going to read the question for us. Yeah. All right, Ethan, what is our first question for the quiz? Who fell out, who fell out of a window and died during the sermon? Oh, okay. So, if you heard that, he said, repeat it for us one more time just so we get it. Who fell out of a window and died during a sermon? Okay, so there was someone listening to a sermon. They're in church, and that church is on the second story, and then they third. just fall out. Or third story. Third story. Third story. And they just fall out, and that's heavy. Well, if you know who that is, 0491-064-669, you can win a prize, our prize for this week, which is actually something that Ethan picked out, the book Exodus, Myth or History. By David Roll. This is an incredible book, diving into doing all the research into the book of Exodus, the uh, archaeology and, you know, the Egyptology and everything that we've done to try and verify those events. If you would like this prize, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Win it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Ethan can't do it this morning. You can't, you can't, oh, you can't participate. Because he's got, the, he's got the, que- the answers right there in front of him. I mean, he could listen to the show tomorrow and get entries but but yeah do it for Ethan guys yeah yeah who's gonna who's gonna step up 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Lawson, let's have some positively different news this morning. Some positively different news. All right, I want to. I want to talk about my boy, my my guy. Elon Musk. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know oh, if this no. is necessarily positively different news, but it, it is actually causing contention in, in an area, a place in which I, I don't like very much, which is Twitter. Um, all of Twitter, I don't like it very much, and there's some contention happening in that area. Because, like, as we've talked about on the show, Elon Musk... As trying to establish himself as the bastion of free speech in the 21st century was like, I'm going to buy Twitter, okay? He's like, I'm going to buy Twitter and I'm going to do it for everyone. I'm going to make this place where everyone can come and have an opinion and they can share it and there won't be misinformation and there won't be any problems because I'm going to solve all of them. Mm-hmm. This is what Elon Musk mm-hmm. said. And then so he acquired, like he, he, he signed a contract that said he was going to buy 100% of Twitter at like $52 a share. Mm-hmm. And for about a like a week, he was going to make money on that because when people saw he was acquiring Twitter, the stock price went up. Mm-hmm. But then he started to do things that didn't necessarily look like someone posturing themselves to be able to run a company like Twitter well. You know, it's just 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 various things like having secret children and, and you, you know, in, engaging in, in a few different other things. Uh, but as a result, now the stock price has like tanked big time. It's like, you know, almost 50%. <laughs> they've lost almost 50% of their value. And he is doing... Everything he can to get out of this deal. Oh, because he is like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want anything to do with this. He's it's doing a po- become a poison pill. He's doing everything he can now. The way he's posturing himself, like he signed a contract that he would buy it. The way he's posturing himself to be able to get out of this is he's saying, well. I didn't know that there was so many bots and fake accounts on Twitter and how am I going to, you know, complete my mission of saving free speech if there's all these bots and, you know, I didn't get told about all of this. Uh, but Everybody knows there's a million bots on there. Uh, the, the, the problem for Elon Musk is that in the contract that he signed that he would buy Twitter, there was a diligence cl- clause that said, like, no, I've done all the research if any other information about twitter as a company comes out from this point forward i i'm still i still have to honor the deal uh he's just got to wear it so so now (laughs) but he's doing everything he can now there's a few different outcomes of this basically like he buys twitter and lives with it and has to has to deal with it uh but the other like if if like the FCC look at this and say, you know what? Like Elon Musk is allowed out. Like Twitter's done. Like as a company, like they've lost so much value. They've laid off so many people because they're preparing for a new ownership to come in. Twitter's done. It's over. It's gone. Well, that won't be the end of the world. Uh, do you ha- do you have Twitter? <laughs> no. Do you have Twitter, Ethan? No, I'm literally a nine. <laughs> that, that's good. good. Don't go on. Okay, Twitter. so let me let me just say this, Ethan. You're nine. Uh-huh. You don't have Twitter. Uh-huh. No, obviously. Keep it that way. Yes. Yes. For the rest of your life. Agree. Agree. <laughs> so when you are 19, also don't have Twitter. 
Hopefully, Perfect. hopefully by the time you're 19, either Elon Musk owns this company and it's made a trillion dollars somehow, or it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it so, doesn't exist or, anymore. Or, or literally, uh, Elon Musk just plummets down to the floor. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, the other thing that I read interestingly this morning. See, I think I think I think our nine year old is the smartest person. In the dude, he's got morning. it down. He's like, he doesn't have Twitter. He's like, <laughs> he's not going to go there. He's like, Twitter's really bad. Oh, I just won't use it. <laughs> see, <laughs> good job. Out of the mouth of children, we have wisdom. Here. We do. We do. Actually. Okay, if anyone li- is listening and has Twitter, please delete it. <laughs> Agree. There <laughs> yes. we go. There we what go. a win. Hey, oh yeah, I've got another cool news story here. Ethan, do you know what, like, they make batteries out of, generally? No? no? Okay, so no, there's, no, a, no. there's a few different battery types. We have, like, lithium-ion batteries. We have, like, you know, batteries that go into your remote that are, like, made, that have, like, battery acid in them and all this kind of thing. Energizer? Uh, yep, yeah, Energizer, there you go. There's all different methods that people Lead use for, for, for storing all kinds of, of energy. But recently, I, I read a story that came out a couple of days ago where some Finnish researchers have created a battery, get this, out of sand. What did he say? <laughs> out of sand. sand. Out of out of sand. Okay, that's cool. There's a lot of sand on the beach. That that's right. Like do you so like, it's like a- silicon or silica? Sorry? Is this like silica they use? No, no, like literal sand. Yeah. Silica. Like literal low grade sand. Like beach sand. Beach sand. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I literally on BTN when I was watching it at my school, it said the world is running out of sand. I'm like Oh, dude, so this is an original reason. Have you been to the beach up here recently? There's no, no sand on the beaches up here. Lawson was down the other day, took somebody to, to a friend to the beach, <laughs> and there was no beach. It was gone. It's Dude, the beach, beach is getting washed away. And we're going to waste more sand. Just, like, literally dive into the sea, get some wet sand and do it. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that's right. Well, luckily that sand left the beach and went into the ocean. But essentially, this battery, how it works is that they heat up sand to around 500 degrees until a point where they believe that it can store and conduct electricity and then they just they just make electricity and keep it in there probably going to do climate change or something yeah well i think it's good from from that perspective but also like it that seems pretty like firstly ingenious but also like inexpensive we talked about how like oh lithium ion is not a renewable resource like it's, it's not it's it's toxic and it's terrible and yes like you stop carbon going into the atmosphere but then you still have lithium ion like you That's still right. you still got to, but I mean we're replacing coal with lithium is that Positive? I don't know. But, They're both nasty substances. But what if we replace both of them with one of the most enjoyable substances in existence? Sand. Sand. The beach. The beach. Yes. Like, I like the beach. I need to charge my phone. Oh, I'll just <laughs> scoop up some sand and chuck just it in my get a get a carry a little steak around with you, jam it in the uh, jam it in the sand. jam it into the sand at the beach and uh, wait for ten minutes. Your phone's charged. Away you go. There you go. Like how good would that be? Like you're just out hiking, whatever. Now, obviously, it's not applied like this at the moment. They have a no. big machine with like refined sand that you know. That, but I'm sure they can increase the ability of this technology to the point where I can just carry sand in my bag and all of my devices can be charged or whatever it is. Like, that's what I want from this. I, I want to own lots of sand that actually does something. And live near the beach. And live near the beach. And you can live near the beach. How good. Run a cable out to the beach. 
<laughs> shove it in the ground, run your house. Problem solved. Bam. You just get one of those houses that are on the beach. Live there. You get you get free charges. Problem solved. Literally. Got a text message coming through from Braden uh-huh. with a recommendation. Uh-huh. He's hoping that Elon Musk. Uh-huh. Buys Facebook next. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kill them both. Well, his track record's not... been buy it and then it dies. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Yeah. It's Breakfast Show. Mm-hmm. We've got Ethan joining us this morning. Go, Ethan. So, get us the next question for the quiz. What is the eighth commandment? Oh, there you go. Easy one there. Guys, again, our book for this week, our prize that you can go in the draw to win is Exodus, Myth or History by David Roll. Again, jumping into all the available information and research that has been done on the area of Egypt, on the book of Exodus, all the archaeology really diving in and coming to a conclusion. Hey, like Exodus, like what's the deal here? Because it's incredibly important to know whether the Bible is true or not. And that's exactly what this book attempts to to do but hey can you read us again what was that question what is the eighth commandment there you go if you know what the eighth commandment is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine i watched the ten commandments 1956 way too many times so i ob- obviously know this so he, he knows praise this kid knows the answers to most of the questions if- on here he's always <laughs> getting on there and sending his answers through and we just got to say step it up if yes. you don't know. So here's my challenge, okay? Ethan Ethan is nine years old, and he's been a super fan of Faith FM for what? A year or two? Something like that? Uh, I think a year. A year? Mm. Uh, yeah. so, so, my, so my challenge out there is if you've got uh, eight or nine-year-old kids, uh, get them in as a part of the breakfast show. Get them doing the quiz. Mm. Get them answering questions. If they don't know the answers to the questions, get them to look, look up those answers. This is a great thing that you can do with your kids in the morning, on the way to school, whatever it might be. Uh, that you can involve them in uh, getting a deeper understanding of the Bible because you would be surprised how many of the answers Ethan actually gets correct. Yeah, no, like 100%. He's, he's killing it. He, he does better than I do sometimes. So mm. I, I got a, um, a show bag and Shell was like, no more calling for a month. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. He, he won all the prizes to the point Rough. where Shell was like, you're too good. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can still answer the questions. You just I, can't I win the prizes. I made everyone like. To <laughs> everyone, everyone was like, "Wow, he beat us!" All right, let's- okay. So let's talk about some more serious news here. Yes. The State State Department in the United States is an organization that is focused on foreign policy, mm-hmm. and as a result, from time to time, it distributes money around the world. And of course, as it distributes money around the world, this is to promote the interests of the United States and to promote stability mm-hmm. uh, in various countries and so forth. Uh, to to promote liberty and freedom and American ideology, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what uh, it does this for. And so the State Department has been handing out grants of half a million dollars to mm-hmm. international organisations committed to the practice and spread of atheism and humanism. Oh. Yeah, okay. Uh, are, they, so, uh, are they saying that's like an American ideal? Well, here's the interesting thing about it, because when you talk about separation of church and state, is that actually separation of church and state? Because the reality is that atheism and humanism are both official belief systems. That's right. That, that's such a good point. Like, atheism isn't secularism. No. Like, we say keep government secular, like keep religion away from government. That's governments. right. But atheism isn't that. Atheism is anti-religion. Mm-hmm. 
And so my question is, you know, my, my point is that it's just as wrong for a government to campaign against a religion mm. as it is for it to campaign in support of a religion. Religious mm. liberty means that you stay out of the area of religion and mm. by supporting atheism and humanism, you are attacking religion. Mm. And that's just as wrong as if you were standing up and saying, okay, this is our state religion. We don't want that. We do believe in in separation of church and state. So uh, 15 senators have uh, written a letter to President Joe Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, uh, basically concerning the department's competitive grant process issued in April 2021. Mm. Uh, they, they state that as an initial matter, therefore, this is, you know, the atheism and humanism are official belief systems. As an initial matter, therefore, we would like to know what other United States government programs supported with appropriated funds are being used to encourage, inculcate or disparage any official belief system, atheist, humanist, Christian, Muslim or otherwise. Mm. Okay, so this is this is this is half a million dollar grants that are being handed out here, there, and everywhere to support organisations that are attacking people of faith, and it doesn't matter, mm. you know, Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever it might be, Jewish. Um, it doesn't matter what. This is not something that the government should be involved in. And but it's interesting. Like it stems from a program, like you said, it's the the one where they hand out grants to different organisations that further like American ideals internationally, right? Yes. Yeah. So I know someone who has been in one of these programs, and that program was they were paid by the American government to go to developing nations in the Middle East and play jazz music, because jazz music is American and an American ideal, and they would they were basically like. Uh, <laughs> they were participating in spreading Americanism and American culture by going around to Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan and all these different countries and playing jazz. Like, and and I think like these these programs are pretty cool from that perspective. You know, it gives people to, to you know, all over the world to be able to spread American culture and like that's something America as, wants. As to America do. advertising itself. That's right. And, and, and every country nothing... has a right to advertise themselves and say this is what is great about our country. Yeah, that it, correct. Uh, <laughs> But using that money to advertise America as, like, how does it serve America's interests? It's like, to okay, attack people of faith. So yeah, exactly. This is the whole point. It's like, so you guys thought we were really Christian, right? Well, actually, no, we hate Christianity. We're, we're massive atheists, and that's why you should come to the States. What purpose and support does this us. serve? What, 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 what is America gaining from this? And I think about, okay, if they're supporting, like, companies that are doing this internationally, it's like, so you've got people walking into, like, countries that are mostly people of faith. Like, I don't know, like, maybe India or maybe somewhere in the Middle East, like, and saying, oh, actually, no, America doesn't believe in any gods. Like, no, your God, no gods. Like, how, again, how does this serve America's best interest? That's, ugh, yikes. Okay, so it's one thing for them to promote religious liberty. Mm-hmm. It's another thing, you know, it's, it's, it's another good thing to promote tolerance mm-hmm. and to... You know, and respect of a wide range of belief systems, including atheism and mm. humanism. We should we should absolutely protect those belief systems because everybody has the right to choose what kind of a belief system that they're going to participate in. But to place one above another, and in this case, to place humanism and atheism above people of faith, that's a problem. Mm. Okay, so the program activities include creating or strengthening. Networks of advocates 
for the diverse communities of atheist and humanist uh, humanist communities in target countries. Okay. So basically, you 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 get this funding, you know, half a million dollars. You go to a country, and you create a network of atheism and humanism. How is that different from becoming a missionary for a particular religion? You go to a different a different country, and it's like, well, I'm going to promote this particular ideology, which is a religious ideology. So the government is just paying people to do like evangelism. Yes, evangelism. That's exactly what it is. Now, it also includes strengthening the capacity of organisations representing the uh, communities of atheists and humanists to advocate for their rights. Uh-huh. Now, I have no problem with people advocating for their rights and their freedoms. That's, mm-hmm. that's a positive. Mm-hmm. But really just going and doing evangelism, this is not something that I would support if they were doing Christian evangelism. The government does not do this. This is the job of the church, not the job of the government. That's right. This is why we have this thing called separate. And it's interesting that... You know, the typically it is the right in American politics that mm. attacks separation of church and state and says, no, we need to have union of church and state. Mm. But here you've got the left doing mm. it, and it's just as bad when the left does it as when the right does it. Yeah. Oh, man, I just can't believe it. Like, you know, we went to Ethiopia a couple of years ago. Imagine if I got money from the government to be able to do that. Like, that's, that's just unheard of. Yes, but that, That's what's going down. Okay. Uh, so this is this is this is research coming out of the United States as well. This is another story right here. Mm. Uh, by the way, we've got a text message coming through here from Braden. He says, "Good morning, Ethan. Glad you have you on the radio. Finally, after after last Monday, I'm like, I hate rain. <laughs> <laughs> he kept you away from us, but yeah, but now he's here. Mm-hmm. And, All right. And literally on like the when I was younger." I always used to go in the rain, and my mom's like, come inside. I'm like, no, I like the rain. <laughs> and then literally after t- last Monday, I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Your taste yeah, for rain kind, has, kind has of had enough fallen rain. away. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, research in the United States showing that belief in the Bible has dropped dramatically since 2017 Sure. Um, in the United States, with only 29% of adults in the U.S., Say that they believe that the Bible is, or that twenty nine percent of of Americans in the United States say they believe the Bible is a book of fables. Mm. In an era when we have more evidence than we've ever had before. Wow! You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. As we have a, a countdown to the live going back on air, brought to us by Ethan, and of course joining us in the studio right now uh, for interview of the day is uh, the whole family. Well, not the whole family, but part of the family. We've got Ethan, we've got his cousin Julia, uh, we've got Ethan's uncle Joshua, Josh here. And uh, but before we do, we've got a question for our quiz. Uh, Ethan, what's the question for the quiz there? In one Kings eighteen, upon which mountain did God send fire from heaven? All right. Fantastic. If you know the answer to that one, you can give us a call at 0491-064-669 and you can win our prize for this week. Go in the draw for it, which is Exodus Myth or History by David Roll. If you want that one, again, that number is 0491-064-669. And Ethan, can you just read that question again for us? In 1 Kings 18, upon which mountain does God send fire from heaven? If you know that one, give us a call, 0491-064-669.
Fantastic. Okay, so we've been listening to Ethan this morning. He's been co-hosting here on the Faith FM Breakfast Show. It's been fantastic to have one of our super hosts come in, one of our super fans come in and join us on the Breakfast Show, somebody who's always participating in the quiz and uh, part of the show. But now we've got uh, Ethan's cousin, Julia. Julia, welcome to the show. Hello there. Hi. Julia, okay, so Ethan's nine. How old are you, Julia? I'm 12. You're 12, okay. Do you listen to the Breakfast Show as well? Sometimes. And have you ever participated in the quiz? No. Ah, okay. So here's a challenge for Julia is to start participating in the quiz each morning. And do think, it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Do it. Do it. Send in your questions to uh, the Faith FM Breakfast Show. Now, Julia, you've got a you've got a sister as well. Your sister's not here. My little sister. How old is your little sister? She's seven. She's seven. Okay, so we'll 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 get we'll get uh, your little sister. What's her name? Her name is Millie. Okay, so we'll get Millie on in maybe a couple of years or uh, so. Real name Amelia, but we call her Millie for short. Okay, that's cool. And of course, we've got Josh here as well. Josh, you've been on the Faith FM before. I have. You've uh, shared your testimony. You've mm-hmm. talked about COVID. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's pretty. I think I think that's pretty much your I, participation in the breakfast show so far. Yes, so far. Okay, so Josh. Um, tell us about these kids. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of them's yours. Yes. One of them is your nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, you pastor a church in Sydney. How important yes. is it? How important is it that we encourage our children to participate in, you know, uh, morning worship, those kinds of things, uh, listening to things like Faith FM Breakfast Show? I mean, you can connect with God. It's, it's something that kids should be involved in. Mm. I, look, I think it's very important um, for a number of reasons. You know, one, I, I believe the children are the future of the church. And it's so important to train them up into a knowledge and an understanding of God. But, you know, I think one of the things that sometimes we might not be so mindful of is, you know, helping them get to a point where they are able to have their own relationship with God. And I think it's so important because, you know, if I look at my own life personally, um, as I shared my testimony once on here before, I got into a lot of trouble um, at one point in my life, but it was that that faith that was instilled in me as a child that is what actually helped me get through and uh, you know end up on the right side of things um as to say and so yeah you know you never know how valuable teaching children about god and helping them understand about god's love and and what jesus did for us on the cross and and the fact that no matter what we do whatever we go through in life he's always there for us we just don't know how valuable that could be to a child um, when they're young and even when they're older. Mm, absolutely. And, of course, uh, Julia here is is nearly a teenager. Yes. How um, long, Julia, how long... Don't did, remind me. <laughs> how long before you can become a teenager? Um, next year. Next year? A couple okay. of months. Six months. Well, yeah. Six yeah. months away? Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic stuff. And uh, um, um, which... Okay, so uh, let's go back to Ethan. Which What, what church do you go to, Ethan? Uh, I go to Ride SAD Adventist Church. SAD? That spells sad. <laughs> oh, come on, SDA. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's epic. And Julia, which church do you go to? The same as Ethan. Ah, the same as Ethan. Okay, so you guys go to the. Do you have, is there many children go to that church? Uh, yes. Yeah. And also, um, I'm, I'm actually not Joshua's nephew, I'm more like his son for you. Okay. All right. So, yep. All right. He's 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 claiming it there, Josh. He's claimed you as his dad. So that's that's a pretty awesome responsibility, right there. How does that make you feel when 
um, somebody actually claims you as their dad. Um, it's it's nice and it's scary at the same time because yeah, you do realize you have that responsibility to, you know. Um, I have two daughters, um, and I have Ethan. Yes. Um, and, three kids. Yeah, and so you know it's a different dynamic with a boy, but um, having the responsibility to know that I'm that man in his life that is going to sh- you know teach him and help him grow into a man and understand what it is to be a man, a, a godly man in particular. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a big responsibility. Is this something that I mean from a from a pastor's perspective? Mm-hmm. How much of a difference would it make in your church and in our churches if? The men in the churches really took the responsibility to mentor the young people. And do, and do you see mm. that taking place? I mean, is this something that we see a lot of? And the reason yeah. I ask this question is this. Let me just share from my own experience. Mm-hmm. When I was Julia's age, mm-hmm. so when I was Julia's age, uh, 12 years old, there was one of the elders in, in my local church mm-hmm. that took myself and my brother under his wing and basically became an adult mentor to us. Mm. He was a crazy Dutchman um, and it was just absolutely awesome because crazy mm. Dutchmen are just like the most awesome people <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> and uh, John LeDrew, he's, he's long passed away, unfortunately, but it had a massive impact on my life that someone outside of, you know, for me that was, well, for you it's inside your family, but for me it was someone outside of my family that took an interest in in my mm. spiritual development, my mm. spiritual growth. Mm. Um, is this something that we should? Do you think we should be intentionally asking our male leadership to mentor our young people? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's something that I've seen important inside the church and also out. You know, I've, I've actually spent the last couple of years working out in the northern beaches of Sydney with at-risk youth. And one of the biggest issues that we've seen facing these kids that, you know, are kind of getting into trouble and such is the fact that there's a lot of absentee father, you know, issues in their life. And so, you know, when when men take that responsibility and, and make a commitment to want to mentor um, some of these younger younger boys, um, it makes a huge impact in their life because a lot of the times they, they're not getting... You know, they're getting educated on how to be a man through the internet, through Hollywood, through a lot of real different and and at sometimes wrong examples of of what it is to be a man. Um, and so, when you have godly people in particular in church that take that responsibility, um, it's a huge blessing. And if you talk to anyone like yourself who's had that experience, they will tell you how much of a blessing it's been for them to have had someone in their life do that for them. Mm, Absolutely. Okay, so kids, let me ask you this question uh, because we're talking about the role that adults can play with kids. Um, I recently became grandfather. What? Yes, that's pretty awesome, hey? Congrats. Thank you. All right, so you guys have a grandfather, right? Uh, Yes. yes. What what do you call him? We call Uh, him Lito. Ah, is that like Spanish? Uh, yeah, so in, in Spanish, um, grandfather is abuelo, but we do this thing in Latin America where we we add something to the end of the word to make it a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word? To, we call him abuelito. It, it's like uh, something more, oh, I, can't, I can't think of the word right now. but Like strong and like... Abuelito, bonded. yeah, when you when you add the ito or the ita, like, like this is Julia, we can call her Julita. You know, it's it's like, you know, one of those kind of loving things, right? But so Abuelito, when Julia was really little, she couldn't say it. 
and she only would say Lito, the last bit. Ah, yes. And that stuck. And that stuck. And okay. so grandpa became Lito. Lito, <laughs> Lito. That's nice. Um, and your grandpa, is he? does, does he believe in Jesus? Uh, yes. yes. He used to be a Baptist, but now he's a Seventh-day Adventist. Thanks, dude. Oh, okay. Actually, thanks to that dude over there. Oh, no, no. I think, I, I think there was a lot of people who were involved with, uh, you know, but he was, but you, so, but you, so you've got a dad who really believes in Jesus. Yeah. And you've got a grandpa who really believes in Jesus. Yeah. And, of course, you know, mum and you've got grandma as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you call grandma? Pati. And? Uh, Nana. Nana. You have two okay. grandmas. Ah, yeah. oh, you've got two grandmas. Both of them believe in Jesus? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and um, my great-grandma, who uh, passed away about two years ago, I was very sad about that, um, she actually kept our, kept us still with Jesus. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be on this radio right now and none of us would have actually um, believed in God. Okay, I'm just hoping that everybody heard that. I'm hoping everybody out there just heard what Ethan just said about his great-grandmother. Because you might think, I'm just a grandparent, or even still, you know, I'm a great-grandparent now. How much of an influence am I actually going to have on my great-grandchildren? I mean, there's a big age gap there. But did you just hear what Ethan said? He is here on radio this morning with his family doing Faith FM Breakfast Show because of the influence of... My great-grandma. Of his great-grandmother. Okay, so don't ever underestimate the influence that you can have on your children, on your grandchildren, and on your great-grandchildren because, you know, one of the things that I see with these young people right here is the role models that they have in their life of people who believe in Jesus and have led them to Jesus. Tell us about your mum. Ah, okay. So your mum and your mum are sisters. sisters. Yes. So Julia's mum and Ethan's mum, they're sisters. Do they both believe in Jesus? Uh, yes. yes. And um, grandkids under, underestimate their great-grandparents. Um, great I mean, I mean great-great-grandparents. Yes, indeed. Do your, do your grandparents go to the same churches at, at, at Ride as well? No, because well, our nana she lives in Canberra. Yeah. Oh, okay. H- helping my um, my uncle and my auntie take care of both of my cousins, and yeah, uh, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, but Patty and Little come to ride. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, so you're at, you guys are at Ride Church. Let's let's talk a little bit about Ride Church. We'll give uh, Ride Church a bit of a shout out this morning. Shout out. Uh, I've got to just uh, make a correction. It's technically now the three a.m. Ride Church. Okay, so the Three Angels Message Ride Church. Yes, it used to I be like just Ride, title. Yes. but there was a church plant called 3AM, and they merged with the Ride Church a few years ago, and so now it's the 3AM Ride Church. Yes, so if, you, if, if you're wondering what 3AM means, it doesn't mean that you start at 3AM in the morning, does it? No, 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 no. 3AM no, no. <laughs> Ride Church simply means, is, is, is short for Three Angels Messages. Right, church. So this is this is popular. You know, this is what churches have these days. You know, I, I went to uh, Fountain in the City for a while, and Fountain Marrickville, which is where I first met Josh. Now I'm at RTM Church, which is Roman Terrace Mission. So you know, we put all of these different names to these churches today. I really like the name you guys have chosen for this one, Three Angels Messages. That's that's awesome. For those of you who do not know why they would have chosen Three Angels Messages, uh, Josh. 
Tell us what Stranger's message is. What's that actually all about? What's well, that stand for? I where where in, would you find that? I wasn't with the group when they originally did that, but my understanding is is that it comes from Revelation chapter fourteen, which yes. is the Seventh Day Adventist Church, where they find their mission and identity as the a, everlasting as a church, gospel. The everlasting gospel, and so yes. the name reminds the church of who they are, why they're here, and what they need to do. Absolutely. Now you mentioned that. Um, Kids, you mentioned there's a bunch of kids at your church. How many how many kids are there at your church, do you reckon? Um, Wait. They're thinking. They're doing a bit of calculating here. Ben, Sa, Eli, oh, you're going to name all of them. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so that's fantastic. So, massive shout out to uh, 3AM Ride Church because uh, if you've got kids, then that might be a great place to go. Um, do you guys have anything like adventures or pathfinders happening? Uh, yes. I don't really like that. Oh, you don't? What about you, Julie? Are you into uh, Pathfinders well, or Adventures? Because we moved to Warunga. War- mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do it with um, Warunga Church. Okay. So then That's I can cool. do it with some of my friends at school. Do you like? Do you guys like camping and that kind of stuff? Um, yeah. I, I haven't gone camping, but I think it would be nice to. Um, we went camping, camping with our old church once, and it was really fun. In a tent? Yeah. Or a swag? A tent. A tent. Ah. I, I, I might just put the salt on the leeches trying to. We do. Out. We do have an amazing uh, adventurism pathfinders group <laughs> at church. Ethan's a little bit of a buzzkill, but when it comes to that, but no, it is. It is great. Uh, we actually partnered up with the Epping Church, uh, and so we do adventurism pathfinders together with Epping. Fantastic Sydney, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 cool. All right, so you'd have a you'd have a good uh, a good group and a good club happening right there. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.